about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. I'm on the clock right now. I want to continue with this uh, message that I started, Take Ownership 2. Um, and the subtitle is Being the CEO of Your Life. Being the Chief Executive Officer of Your Life. God is teaching us to take ownership. And we went into the book of Galatians, which, has been, which will be our text for the next two to three weeks. And Galatians chapter 6 and verse 4 to 5. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are. This is the ownership is now upon you. You need to make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. He says, each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. You are the chief executive officer of your life. Meaning, it's time for us to take ownership of our future. Because until you take ownership of your life, you will always be chasing happiness. You've got to, not, you've got to learn this. Everything changes for the better, listen to me, when you take ownership of your own problems. You, 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 when you take ownership of your own problems, you no longer become a spectator or a consumer because you now become the owner. And God says, teach my people to become the chief executive officer of their life. And so last week, we started, to, we started to delve into, or losing the scripture I just used, to sink into, how do I actually become the chief executive officer of my life? How do I take ownership of my life? And the first thing I said is that, you, one, you must accept you. Accept you. How do I do, do this? I gave you like three or four things. Believe your value. Honor your value. Cultivate your value. And see possibilities in your value. You've got to be able to believe you. You've got to be able to accept who you are. And once you accept it, start to believe who you are. Number two, I said be kind to you. Learn to talk kindly to yourself. Decide that you are worthy of love. Be patient with yourself. Forgive yourself. That is the only way to be kind to yourself. You've got to learn to be kind to yourself. Now today, I'm only going to take one. So just believe that this is the only topic I'm dealing with today. Uh, the, the next thing I want to talk about, number three, is invest in you. Invest in yourself. Accept yourself. Be kind to yourself. Invest in yourself. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 20. Let's go. The Amplified says, There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise <laughs> who prepares for the future. Did you see that? The wise is anyone who prepares for the future. He says, But short-sighted and, but a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future. But a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it. Listen to me. The extent to which you invest in yourself, the extent to which you invest in your mind and body, not only shapes the way you interact with the outside world, but it all often reflects the opinion of yourself. The way you invest, the extent into which you invest in yourself. Successful CEOs around the world do not make decisions based on season or circumstances. They constantly base their decision on the future. In life, listen to me, 
There are some people who think everything should be handed to them. And therefore they take no initiative for their lives. But if you value yourself, you will invest in yourself. I'm warming up right now. Many people are investing in someone else's value. Buying their products instead of making a product. Many people, they're buying somebody else's products, investing in somebody else's future, than investing in themselves. It is so amazing. If I, one day I, I, a woman came up to me, he says, he says, he says I, 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 I'm a fashion designer. I make clothes. I said, wow. I said, are you, are you wearing, is this part of your product? She said, no. I looked at her. said, what, 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 what is the matter with you? So who's put up? What, what, who, who are you wearing? Oh, I, I don't know. You, you, you bought and paid money to invest in a designer you don't know. Why you are a designer? If you are a designer, if, if you make clothes, you wear your clothes so that people will see it and say, wow, I like that. The only reason why you're not wearing your own design is number one, you're too lazy. Number two, you don't believe in your design. Because you will make a plethora of your own designs so that when people see it, they will love what you love. But many people don't want to take ownership for their lives and hence they are spending money investing in someone else's product. You've got to exchange your thinking, listen to me, from a consumer to a producer you've got to take responsibility you've got to invest in yourself you've got to build a legacy and we're going to be talking much about that right now there are three or four types of investment you need to preside over as a ceo there are three to four types i'll see how many i can pick today that you, 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 if you're going to invest in yourself, there are three or four things you must invest in yourself. Number one, this is going to get a bit tough. Emotional investment. There must be an emotional investment. Many people invest in what I call worthless stocks. Do not invest emotionally in stocks that are worthless. When you invest, you put time or money into something hoping that there will be returns greater than what was originally put in there. So listen to me. Stop investing in any relationship that does not increase your value or your stock price. Beware who you have a long term relationship with. There's something called emotional investment. You must be able to emotionally invest in yourself so much that you're not emotionally investing in something that does not increase your value listen to me carefully relationships are resources and if you place an adequate amount of deposit you will be able to make a withdrawal Many people don't like relationships, but you don't realize that relationship is a resource. Do you realize that the amount of deposits that Jonathan placed in the life of David, his son was able to make, Mephibosheth was able to make that withdrawal after Jonathan had died. And I hope this generation will get this, that when I'm speaking to you, I'm not speaking to you about your life. I'm speaking also about your life and the generation to come. We're in, we are in so many worthless relationships that the relationships we're in does not increase our stock price. And yet, these are the things we're investing in. And many of you are not even investing in any relationship and still we want to make a withdrawal. It's like you're, 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 there's no vested interest in the church you're going, but when you need the church, you want the church to be there, but you do not realize that you have placed nothing in your relationship with the church. Listen to me. A company can fire you. 
It's a lot harder for true friends to do the same. And ironically, if you want the work of your hands to have real and lasting impact, you will need key relationships to keep you committed to that purpose. This is where many of us have failed. Listen to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 2 to 4. I'm, I'm, I'm warming up right now. He says, listen to this, everyone. You can see this. He says, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. You've got to find them. Don't push your way to the front. This is how to develop great relationships. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. This is how to develop lasting marriages. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Oh God. I don't want to be controversial this morning, but, 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 but I'm going to talk about the ethnicity I come from. Since we're talking about that topic around a lot, maybe we should talk about the ethnicity I come from. The problem with our ethnicity, and I'm believing God that the solutions are coming right now, is that we, we, we're so obsessed with getting our own advantage. That's the scripture. He says, forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. Many of our relationships are not developed enough to produce power. Many of our relationships is just for me to be able to get ahead. A lot of people in our community don't even have friendship that have lasted more than 20 years. Many of you young ones, the millennials, the Jesus, the whatever you call yourself, you are not committed enough in a relationship to last more than 20 years. Our, our people have been conditioned to compete with one another so much that even when they have genuine relationships with people, they can't help them. They turn those relationships into a competition. That's why we're not moving forward. Listen to me, guys. Listen carefully. We don't have a problem of a lack of capital. We have a problem of a relationship deficiency. Uh, relationships are the capital that you are looking for even amidst your own family we're not emotionally invested in relationship we're not even emotionally invested in your own personal relationship you're not emotionally invested even in your marriage in our community we want to compete who has the largest biggest house who has the biggest car as if those things are the things that will leave a legacy for the next generation uh, even if we come together in business, maybe two guys are coming together in business, or two ladies, just in case I get, I get, I, I get accused of, of being uh, a male chauvinist this, this morning, uh, and you come together, the spouse of the other one, I say, are you sure you're not being cheated? We turn something that is resourceful into a competition. We will open a, a, a salon here. Instead of you joining together and become a silent partner to that salon. No, you want to open your own. So the next door, you open it. No wonder we have so many churches all over the place because nobody wants to build with anyone. We just want to compete. I walked on backing road one time and every single shop, there was a barbing salon or a hair salon on every single shop by our own community. Because nobody wants to come together. Let me tell you something. You don't need money to start a business. You just need solid relationships. With people who are willing to back you up. When you, when, when, oh, oh, when you come have people who will back you up, you will become a formidable force against the things that may be affecting us right now. Who do you really think funded Facebook? How did they really come together? Was it not a group of people who came together and the parents of some of those group of people that came together gave them some capital to increase the level of Facebook and hence it turned into a global icon that we have today. I hope we will see a day in our community that we will not only march together but that we will march together. I'm believing God for that. That's the first kind of relationship that we emotionally invest in. A business relationship, a, a friendship relationship, a holy relationship. A relationship that brings us together and sets us up to the next place. 
And if you are in any kind of relationship with someone that does not increase your stock price, then you need to step aside. Let me give you a second relationship that you can invest in. It's called a romantic and lifelong relationship. Listen to me. You need to be careful. And this is the reason why the first relationship or the first thing that you should invest in is called an emotional investment. Because if you invest in a wrong relationship, you have killed yourself even before you start. Every relationship takes a toil on your emotions. So you have to guard your, yourself with all diligence. I've got a lot, of, a, a lot to do this, this morning. That, that's why I'm reading a lot to some of us. Many of us are in a relationship that does not increase your stock value. Emotional. Long-term, lifetime relationship. And, and the Bible says you need to guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. And this is where soul ties comes into place. Because you're hurt from the relationship. You're in a relationship that does not increase your stock. Pastor, how do I know that this stock is no more worth investing in? How do I know that this relationship is no more worth investing in? Number one, you've got to love yourself. If you love yourself, you will know and discern that this is not, not, not what you should do. But let me give you some, some ideas. Maybe you, the young ones, maybe you're single. This will help you if you're single. Listen to me, listen to me, Ken. This will help you. How do I know that this relationship I'm in is not worth me investing anymore? How do I know that this has not increased my stock price? How do I know this hasn't given me value? Number one, when they don't deal, when they don't want to deal with issues. When they don't want to deal with issues. If you're always the one trying to address and fix the problem in the relationship, they don't want to have any sort of big talk. It is a sign that your partner lacks necessary emotional investment. When they don't want to deal with issues. You're wasting your time. Number two, let me quickly give you. When they forget important things. If your partner is forgetting important dates, milestones, obligations, it could mean that he or she is not as invested in the relationship emotionally as you are. Number three, when they don't lend support, when they don't lend support, or they think only about themselves, or they make plans without thinking about you, you clearly is a sign that they're not invested as much as you're invested. This is a premarital relationship course this morning. You've got to look at that, those things. They forget your date. They forget your birthday. They forget you have an appointment. You made an appointment. With them. Oh, oh, sorry, babe. I forgot. You forgot every single time. Just realize that they don't put you in the forefront of their mind. Because even God puts us in the forefront of his mind. He says, what is man that thou thinketh of you? What is the son of man that thou visiteth him? If you're thinking about your relationship, you should be thinking about the person. Remember, I had this relationship where someone was living in Luton. The girl was living here in London. And when they came to me, I said, how many times have you seen each other? Only once in two months. What kind of relationship is that? That's a, that's a wrong relationship. You're invested in a stock that has no price value. What if I'm married? When in, when, when in married couples, they, they don't initiate intimacy. Intimacy. I, I don't want to use the right because it's going on all, all over the place. If your partner never seems to be in a mood to cuddle you. Never seems to be in a mood to indicate that they love you. Never seems to be in a mood to do stuff that married couples should do. It, it is a sign that there's a lack of emotional investment. Why did I share all this? Because it... If you've invested in the wrong stock, if you're married, you need counseling. I'm not talking to you. I'm saving those who are not. If you're invested in the wrong stock, if you're in a relationship where you can see these signs, that means you're not emotionally investing in yourself. You're investing in something that is wrong. Sometimes you have to forget what you feel and remember what you deserve. I don't know who I'm talking to this, this morning. Sometimes you have to forget what you feel and remember what you deserve. Never make someone a priority who only makes you an option. You've got to know that you have value. Never make someone a priority who only makes you an option. Well, listen to me. Let me deliver you, girl. 
Let me deliver you. Ladies, let me deliver you. You slept with him. Forgive yourself and invest in your life. Forgive yourself. God has forgiven you. Stop staying in something that has no stock. The stock of your life has so much dropped that you have no idea who you are. Sometimes we say, black lives matter. Lives matter. But the way I see people mistreat their own lives, it doesn't feel that their lives matter. If your life really matters, why are you still in something that is causing you pain? We need to start to think about ourselves. Your life, every life matters, but it matters to the extent that you take responsibility over it. Go through the pain of disappointment. It's just short term. It's a short term of pain. I know it will be painful. But if you don't go through it right now, you are going to engrave yourself in a long term painful journey that would totally obliterate any iota of dignity that you have. Think about it. If Abraham had gone through the pain of arguing with Sarah and refused to do what she told him to do, we would not be having the Ishmaels today. If Ruth did not leave the pain behind and let her past go to form a relationship that would increase her stock price, she would still have been in the land of Moab. Sometimes we've got to let go. We're letting go because we want to emotionally come back and invest in ourselves. Oh, I don't know why I keep going back. You keep going back because you like pain. And it's not increasing your value. Oh God, let me go to the next one. Ah, Jesus, I, I feel I've spent the whole day talking about this. Three types of investment you need to preside over. You need to preside over your own emotional investment, not somebody else. You're going out for four years, five years, six years. There's still nothing about marriage or relationship. Get out! Tell them your pastor said, get out! It's a wrong investment. You're putting money inside a basket. You're putting water, sorry, inside a basket. It's just flowing out. In fact, somebody else is reaping the investment you're putting in. Let me go to the second one. Oh God. I hope this will deliver somebody today. Financial investment. Financial investment. You've got to preside over your financial investment. You cannot be a financial goal getter unless you are a financial goal setter. Let me say this again. You cannot be a financial goal getter. You can't have financial goals to get unless you have financial goals to set. You've got to set financial goals. Planning is the secret of winners. When you plan, you will eliminate waste. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 20. The Bible says, it says, the wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. Remember, we're talking about investing in you. Investing in you. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. If we have God on our side, but we plan poorly, because we are spendthrifts, we negate the blessing which God is bestowing upon us. And I've been shouting this for years and years and years and years and years. I didn't realize that there would be a virus, not a, not, 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 a, not a financial calamity, but just a virus that will come and set ablaze the entire world. Now listen to me again, because God is giving some of you a second chance. You've got to financially invest in yourself. How do I financially invest in myself as a good CEO? I'm glad you asked me. Number one, very easy. Have a budget and clear your debt. You've got to have a budget. And I'm not going to go through that. You've got to have a budget. You've got to know what am I spending my money on. Not you spend the money and then have a budget. No, you've got to have a budget. You've got to know how much you're spending on food. How much you're spending on gas. How much you're spending on electricity. You've got to have a budget. And you know I always say this. It's the 10, 10, 80 rule. I still stick with it. 10% you give on to charity. You give to God. You, you, you give to benevolence. 10% you save. And 80% supposed to be your spending. And as you go or grow older, and as you continue, you've got to be able to increase your giving and decrease your spending. 
So my spending has gone below 80% to 60%. So I can increase my savings. 10, 10, 80. If you're not living on, under that rule or you're above that rule and you're spending more than your 80%, you're spending the entire 100%, you are not financially invested in yourself. How do I do that? Number two, you've got to stop spending on liabilities. Parties. You're all over the place. Parties. Traveling. Buying clothes. Buying cars. Some, some people are actually liabilities to their family. Look good, Mr. Good in debt. Mrs. High Heels and your debt is as high as your heels. You really think this is what everyone is looking at right now? You are always borrowing money all over the place. In fact, you also have to invest in yourself. Should I tell you how you should invest in yourself? Because when I talk about spend, stop spending on liabilities, some of your family members and friends are your liability. Maybe that would deliver you. You're always borrowing them money. You're always helping them out. They're always crying to you. They have become your liability. You need to make an investment in yourself. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, I took care of my brother's backyard. Mine I left undone. Sometimes you've got to shut down. Shut down. Because they will never like you the day you say no. And you're just as good as the money you gave them yesterday. Sometimes many of us are a liability even to our families instead of being an asset. Be a benefit. Many of us are so, we are consumer oriented in, 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 in our community. In the community where I come from, we're so consumer oriented instead of being an investor, having an investor mentality. Recently somebody called me and said, you know, they came to deliver clothes. In our language, they call it Asher Ebi. E-B-I, Asher Ebi, they call it. Where everyone takes the same clothes and then wears it to a party. Question is, there's no one doing any parties right now. So guess what they did? They said they're going to have a Zoom party. So they're having a Zoom party and they took the clothes, the bundle of material and dropped it in people's houses to buy and wear. Who is the tailor who's going to sew it? Can you understand that mentality? But that's the life we live. We're on liabilities. Look carefully at some of your liabilities. Many of you have got a car. Listen to me. You've got a car. Look at this. Number one, listen to me. Your car payment. I hope they can see this. Your car payment is what? £450 per month. Look at this. That's your car payment. That's how much you're paying. Listen to it. Now you have your insurance on this car that you really use. Your insurance, let's say your insurance is £120 per month because you're young. Let's go again. Apart from that, you have what is called petrol. Petrol. Every single month, the petrol that you're spending maybe is, I'm just giving you being generous, £100. This is actually apart from the money that you're spending on travel. It's about the money you're spending in travel. Then they also now entice you to take a, a car insurance that if anything goes wrong with the engine and all that kind of stuff, that, 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 that you're insured with it. So let's just say car, another car insurance. And let's say that is another £55 a month. This is on a car. This is a liability. You don't recognize this. The total amount of money, if you make a calculation of this, Let's say this is a, a 550, 550, 5, 550, 600. This is like probably 720. Am I right? Uh, my math is not too good. Uh, let's, let me do calculation because somebody will put this up and say, Pastor, didn't calculate right. Five, seven, this is 12, and this is 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, 725 is what you're spending per month. I always do multiply this by 10 months. If you multiply this by 10 months, you are spending a total of 7,250. 7, now you've got the car for four years. Multiply this by four. Somebody give me a quick calculation on that. 725 
7,250 times 4 gives us what? Somebody help me here. Uh, zero. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Quick, quick, quick. What? Uh, shout it loud to me, someone. 25,000. 29. They said 29,000. If I've got it wrong, don't kill me. Now, in four years, you have spent, it, this is ten, just 10 months. In four years, you have successfully spent 29,000 on a depreciated car. Just only you. If you have two cars in your family, multiply that by two, you've now spent 58,000 in four years on a liability. 58,000. And the car is not worth 4,000 pounds. And your saying is not a liability. Let me give you another foolish investment liability we do. TV, the TV you're watching. I hope you can see this. Sky, Sky TV or Virgin, 93 pounds. That's what they told me. I hope you can see this. 93 pounds. That's what. This, they told me this. This doesn't include the movie channels. If you're on the movie channels, you hit 100 plus easily. Without the movie channel. Then you now pay, and this is per month. Then you now pay, and so if you multiply this by 10, you've got, let me, let me, let me take this out. If you multiply this by 10 months, you've paid 930. Then you have 154 pounds, which is TV license. Are you seeing this? Apart from TV license, you now have Netflix, 12 pounds per month. You add another 120 pounds Netflix on top of that. This is, this is, what, this is just on, on your entertainment. Then you have broadband, then you have the renter, then you have Spotify, then you have all that. When you add that another 100 pounds to it, some of you are spending a total of 1,300 pounds to 1,500 pounds on entertainment, just watching TV. And you say you're not a consumer. You add this 1,300 pounds to 7,250 pounds, and you multiply that by four or five years, you've already got a deposit for a mortgage. How do you invest in yourself? I'm not even talking about food that you eat. The, when you go to work and you buy stuff. You've got to stop, stop spending on liabilities. Some of these cars, you don't need them. It does not add to you. Oh, my time's gone. I've got to stop here. But, but, but let me give you some more few things. In how do I financially invest in myself? A good CEO does not spend 29000 on just a car that's depreciating. Pastor, what do I need to do? Maybe take a smaller car. Who cares what you're driving? If you can afford it, that's fine. But this, this is what only one person in 10 months, over 4 years, 29,000. If you've got two cars in the house, 58,000. On a car. Got to teach you how to be a CEO of your life. How do I financially invest in myself? Let me give you a few more. Insure yourself. Insure yourself. You know it's ironic how we will insure a tablet. How we will insure a mobile phone. You go buy a mobile phone. An iPhone, let me not say the, the name. Or a Samsung, let me not say the name. So I don't get, get sued. Or Huawei or something. The top range. Some, of, some, some phones now is 1,200 pounds. You buy that phone. A liability. And you insure it. You, you get an insurance on a cell phone. You get an insurance on that car that is depreciated. You get an insurance on your house. In fact, you get an insurance on the dog. But when I ask you, have you insured your life? Do you have critical illness and insurance? No, you don't. As a young person, age of 21, all the way from now, you should insure your life. Critical illness and insurance. You should get it. Somebody say, hey, Pastor, I rebuked that. You rebuked that, but you didn't rebuke it when you got insurance on that phone. When you got insurance on the car. Why did you get insurance on that? If you're going to invest in yourself, insure yourself. And if you can, for life. Because it's not only for you. Listen to me. 
Listen to me. Let, let me take for example. I'm not sure if I clean this properly. But let me take, take for example. You're not talking about your own legacy. If all of us have an insurance of over one hundred thousand pounds to two hundred thousand pounds, do you know what? If we pass away, you have automatically passed a legacy of a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand to the next generation. Let's see that next generation now insures themselves of a million. Immediately, there is economic power occurring. But yet, you will buy a, an Asher B. And you can't even insure your life. Stupidity. How do I invest in myself? Buy a property. Stop buying Gucci. Stop buying Louboutin. Stop, stop buying all this funfair stuff that has nothing. Buy property. Sell those goods on eBay and invest in your future. No, we won't buy property. But if you want to do a wedding, we'll have, the, we'll have the, a wedding, a reception. And then we'll have a traditional and a reception. Feeding the same people at the same time. Oh God, you, some people can see that. I'm calm. <laughs> buy a property. Oh, pastor, I don't know how. Why not? You're surrounded with a lot of people around here that can help you. If you need advice, sorry, sorry to use your names, guys. I really apologize, but you've come online before, so I can use your name. Speak to Yemiadu. Speak to Yemioma Obabori. Speak to Yemiadjala. Ah, wait, oh. They're all Yemis. The, the, the people that surround my life are all Yemis. How did they get their name? In fact, even my fitness guy is Yemi. Yemi, 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 Yemi. In fact, even I married Femi. If you're ever going to marry someone that would add to your life, find if they have an EMI in their name. I'm just joking. I'm kidding. If they don't bring them to me, let me rename them. Do a naming ceremony. For call these guys. They, they, they will help you. All the Yemis and the Femis. There are many others. I'm just just those who are just close to me. You're just surrounded by them. In fact, the Yemi fitness helps the two Yemis to have longevity of life so they can continue to serve us. Buy property. Number four, start a side hustle. (laughs) Start a side hustle. Invest in your talent. Invest in your potential. Have a small business that will give you multiple streams of income. Invest in yourself. Many people are not investing even in their own talent, not in their own clothing line, not in their own business. They're not finding something they can do to invest in. Have a side hustle. Even if it's giving you 100 pounds a month, that's still like 1,200 in, 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 in 10 months, which can clear some debt. Number six, have giving goals. Learn to give. It's a seed that will come back to you. Let me conclude on this financial investment. Make your money count, as each pound is a seed that has a tiny beginning, but a huge future. Stay on your own lane. Do these two things in your financial lens. Be content and focus. Be content with what you have. If it's your two-bedroom house, stay there while you're investing. It will soon become a six-bed. Researchers have clearly found a clean link between mental and financial health. Prosperity is not what you have, but who you have. And when your soul is not prosperous, financial wealth will not come to you. This is how what will make your soul prosperous. Number three. Let me give you number three and close. Sorry, I'm taking your time today. So we spoke about emotionally investing in yourself. Don't, 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 don't reduce your stock. Number two, we, we spoke about financial investment. I hope many of you will look at this and make, make, make some adjustments in your life. Lastly, let's call about physical investment. Physical investment. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 says, But I discipline my body and bring it under subjection. I discipline my body, invest in my body and bring it under subjection. Two things you need to sow to yourself. One, sow to your body. Your body is, a well, is like a well-oiled machine. If you care for it in the way that you might care for an expensive car, it will perform marvelously and last for a very long time. Many of you will always wash your car. 
Always take your car for an MOT. Always take your car to 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 to, to make sure it's in is is in is in good shape, in a good shape, tip top condition. But you've never invested in your body. Let me talk to some mothers. Maybe it will help you, mothers. I mean, you need to take time to fill your own tank. You need to take time to refuel your engine. And just taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our families. Stop saying I don't have time. Here's the cold hard truth. When we don't invest in ourselves, like we don't invest at all, we are not only hurting ourselves, but we are doing our families a huge disservice. If you cannot take care of your body, you will soon expire. And when you expire, and when you disintegrate, discombobulate, life will still go on. It is said that regular exercise toughens the mind as well as the body. Not only does exercise improve the body and mind, it also improves the spirit of the person. When I spend time nourishing my body, my mind is sharp. My emotions are stable. My spirit is awake. And my relationships improve. You must be ready right now to initiate a recovery lifetime activities. Making even the smallest changes to your life will improve your body. And you will feel less bored. I'm telling you. Prioritize self-care. Because it will increase your productivity. How are you going to live in a house and enjoy it? How are you going to live in a house and enjoy it when your body cannot enjoy it? The coronavirus, the sickness is all over the place. It's affecting BAMEs. And yet we're still not exercising. In fact, one day, it's very funny that we have a set of guys that we train together. You understand? Very tiring. I hate it sometimes. And, 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 and when we go, it's, it's on Zoom. And the trainer can see all of us. So when I finish mine from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock on Saturday, my wife starts us from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Shoker kicks in. Shoker starts our training. One day, because it overlapped, I was sitting down there and she was teaching them to do stuff. And my wife was jumping up and down and all that. And I kind of just bent a bit. And I saw that half of the videos of the ladies were off. I'm like, serious? Are you really serious? Now, it could be for different reasons. Please forgive me. But that will not happen with Yemi. No. If you want to exercise, let them see what you're doing. It's called discipline. Half of it was off. I'm like, I was saying, why is it off? I don't. And then when I looked at some of the na- names, they were less than 30 years old. You got to, you got to get yourself in shape, please. To stay motivated, subscribe to online classes. Have a personal trainer that will hold you accountable. Uh, Pastor, you said this a few weeks ago. That's what I've been saying about finances, and I'm saying it again. Because your body has to be oiled. Make healthy food choices as often as possible. What you eat does play a large role in your ability to perform. Many of you are so overweight, you're married, you can't even function anymore. In two minutes, you're finished. You're breathing hard. No wonder there's no good intimacy between you. Just in two minutes. No longevity. Let me be quiet about that because a lot of people are here. You're eating late at night. Some of us have developed, even I, at one point in time I was a roly-poly. It's affecting us. Nobody says it's going to be easy. But you truly are what you eat. You never eat for the present, ladies and gentlemen. You eat for the future. Depression is a lack of necessary nutrients for the future. Listen to me. My first thing is prioritize self-care. Don't push yourself too hard. Learn to relax and rest. Slow down. Don't overload your system. Don't overload your body. Sleep and wake up early. 
Getting to bed early and rising early in the morning is a trait of a vast majority of successful people. Successful people sleep early. We had um, Mr. Taylor who came here. He told us when he goes to bed, he told us what time he wakes up. He says, by quarter to six, I'm already in the gym. That's why he's successful. That's why he's successful. Many of you are still watching Netflix, including more, me, till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. No wonder you will never wake up on Wednesday to pray. You never go to the gym. I'm just tired because you're watching Netflix. You're watching Amazon Prime. You're watching TV. You're on your phone. Drop it because your body is reacting negatively to the tiredness. Get regular maintenance. Go to the doctor when you're sick. Don't put it off. And you now totally break down. You've got to invest in your physical body. Go and get checkups. Take appropriate vitamins. Let me give you another one you need to do about your physical body. Polish the exterior. What does that mean? Take care of your outside too. Many people dismiss this as frivolous and self-indulgent. But it's not. As long as you don't go overboard. We're not talking about facelifts and Botox. We're not talking about doing uh, posterior enhancements that will kill you. That's not what I'm talking. We're talking about taking care of yourself. Having a fabulous haircut when they open up. Wearing good clothes. It makes you feel confident. Putting on a cologne so you're not smelling and spoiling the entire atmosphere for people who are around you. Sow to your body. The, second, the last thing I'm going to talk about uh, is sow to your mind. Sow to your mind. Sow to your mind. If you want to invest in yourself, sow to your mind. Take a class or a workshop. Invest in books. If you're 32, by now you should have read at least 32 books. If you haven't, then you're a failure. If you have, if you have, if you have watched more TV than the books you've read, you're a failure. If you're 58, you're supposed to have read 58 books. If you want to get married, you're supposed to have been able to read books about marriage that is, that is commensurate to your age. No wonder many of you are failing. And you know what? You get into marriage, the guy or the lady starts going loopy, things start going wrong, and then you now start making investigations on why this person is behaving like that. No, you're supposed to have read before you get there. How many people do they give them a certificate without them taking an exam or reading? Read books. Second Timothy says, show yourself to be approved. Study to show yourself to be approved. Expand your knowledge. Read books, read articles, read white papers. Anything that is related to your talent or skill, you're supposed to read it. Reading regularly has a tremendous benefit. It stimulates your imagination. It improves your vocabulary. It increases your general knowledge. It helps you to relax. It allows you to tap into the minds of great thinkers. And assist you in solving problems. Almost all great leaders in the world are great readers. Great leaders are great readers. Rob your mind with greatness. Avoid unprofitable relationships. And define who is your company. Proverbs 13, 20, the message says, You become wise by working with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. How do you sow to your body? Also allow yourself to have fun. Many people don't do any form of activity because of fear of judgment or failure. Explore cultures. Attend performance. Listen to different styles of music. Travel. Join an organization or a group that comprises of people of different backgrounds. It will help you to invest physically in yourself. And the last one, I know we're out of time, but let me just give it to you so I don't come back. The last investment is spiritual investment. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. For he who sows to his own flesh, lower nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap, decay, ruin, and destruction. But he who sows to the spirit, will from the spirit reap eternal life. Reap eternal life. Learn to pray. Pray in the spirit. The more you pray, the more stamina you have to outwit the enemy. And go the distance. Spiritual investment. Many of you will not wake up on, on Wednesday. This, last Wednesday, God spoke to us almost from the beginning. But you're too tired because you invested in watching Netflix. You're too tired because when five minutes to six, the alarm goes on, maybe I'll catch it online. You're missing seasons and moments and Kairos times. 
As you develop muscle in the gym of prayer, you also lose weight of the things that hinder spiritual speed and acceleration. When you get into the gym, you will increase your acceleration. You will increase your stamina. You will develop winds that will make you glide over the storms. Devotion. Devotion to God is the mystery behind distinction. Daniel became a distinction because he had a devotion with God. How dedicated you are determines how distinguished you will ever become in this world. True strength and longevity in life, in devotion. Sorry, true strength and longevity lies in devotion. When you're truly lost in God, ladies and gentlemen, you will be truly sought after by men. That testimony said, I just decided to pray every single day in the month of January, missed some days, but I decided to pray. And then you know what? Men started to sort after him. Stay in the world. Because when you're in the world, you will be on top of the world. The further you go into the word of God, the further you go into the word of God, the more distinct you are. The further you go away from the word of God, the filthier you become. And every increase in your life will answer to the quality of the seed of the word. In your life. I've got to stop here right now. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020 7435 3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.